Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. If you wrap foil around that, just like the little bit of the base part of the banana where the fruit is, wrap foil around that top and they will last longer. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Who needs your bananas to last longer, though? Look, I don't want to go to the store every other day for bananas. They're eight cents each. What the hell are you talking about? What is going on? You're going to wrap them in foil? They're better when they're just a little green. Yeah. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Too much work. Not that much trouble, really. Too much work. Says the guy that's got a spreadsheet with 3,000 fantasy teams. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, Thanks for hanging with us today. Happy President's Day. Hope you've enjoyed um, some sunshine, some hockey, <clears throat> and uh, a, day, a day off with the kidsos. Uh, if you were, uh, you know, able, if you were allowed to have the day off of work. We're here. We're working. I'm the yeah. Bulldog. Mike Shope is off this week. Nate Geary is in for the balance of the week. I'll have Sal with me on Wednesday. Other than that, it's myself and Nate all week long. Glad to have him here. 803-0550 is the number. Have you been, you've been out since uh, after postgame against the Chiefs, right? You've not been on since then, have you? No. Oh, you, oh maybe no. you did some morning stuff. Did you do any morning stuff? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the night that somebody called and suggested Josh Allen play linebacker? That happened mm-hmm. on that on that post game show mm-hmm. after our show, the overtime show. Mm-hmm. Well, he did say, "How hard could it? Be? I played both ways in high school. How hard could it be?" Oh, I see. You know. See. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Sure. How hard could it be? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, uh-huh. All right. How are you? How, how how are you handling here? Uh, we'll we'll get into the running back position specifically here shortly, but um, I had a very tough couple of weeks after they lost to the Chiefs. You know, I I didn't have any time off, so I was here just sort of nursing myself back to health. And I know at some point during the last week or so, um, I, I know I, I think one day last week we talked about. What, like what? What the what the Bills like? What's the best moment of the last five years? And Mike Mike's answer was the Gabe Davis touchdown right before thirteen seconds was like the was the yeah was, the best moment was, was, was best a mo- loss the best moment. Well, I mean it was yeah, you, yeah. we're we're going to go we, wow right we yep. did it they did it giddy up Bengals at home and of course that all got erased. For some reason, talking about that that way, and I know that game is going to haunt us until we have a parade. Um, but thinking about how close they were then, and even how close they were a few weeks ago, I'm I'm ready to just sort of keep going. 
You know what I mean? Like, just, let's just keep going. I, I do not subscribe to they'll never do it. They're cursed or they're so, they're so flawed in some fundamental way that they cannot beat the Chiefs. I, I know what the record is, right? But to me, they're, it's not like they're punching out of their class or something by playing that team in the playoffs. And I've ended up in a, in a place where I'm like, okay, let's bring on the offseason. Let's get some new guys, and I'll be, uh, I'll be rebuilt and ready to go. Is kind of how I feel. You seem like maybe that's a little harder for you. Maybe because you haven't been here talking it out like I have for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This year, this year felt it felt harder to turn the page afterwards. Like it, I found myself. Maybe it was because it was the Chiefs, and maybe because I just I just did not particularly care for the matchup. I found myself having a really tough time buying into the hype up in the week before the Super Bowl, the week of the Super Bowl, like all of the the media glitz mm-hmm. and glamour, the prediction shows, the betting shows, like that stuff I usually eat up. Um, it's NFL content. It's the last week of the year. There's no football mm-hmm. off this for a long time. Like, let's just soak it in. Bills aren't there, but let's soak it in and, and, and then watch the game, bet a little money, and then move on and, and get ready for the combine. Um, it felt pretty hard to turn the page and I probably felt pretty similar after the Cincinnati Bengals game too. the last two playoff exits were um, very much in the same vein uh, just a little bit different of a, of a flavor I guess the, the first one you know I left halfway through the third quarter walked out of the broadcast booth and I said yeah I'm good I, I don't I'm not going to sit here and watch this anymore I'm just gonna listen to it in the car I'm good um, so because of the way that it ended and it there was so much certainty to the ending um, the the turning over and okay, let's move on to next season. It it felt a little bit easier this year. Seven minutes are on the clock, and you're thinking to yourself, "This is going exactly." You know, obviously the the digs drop plays plays large, I guess. But I I kind of felt that as they methodically were moving the ball down the field in that last drive. It felt like they were going to get an opportunity to walk the ball into the end zone as time expired or very close to it mm-hmm. and not give them an opportunity to do anything. Um, and then they lined up for the field goal with a minute 43 seconds left. And I don't know why I felt this way. Um, I certainly felt this way after the kick was no good. But I actually think that Tyler Bass probably saved us all from the inevitable mm-hmm. them walking down the field and kicking a game-winning field goal as time expired and, like, the real gut punch of it all. And then, you know, he sort of becomes the – what the dummy for, for people, kick, right. right? Because as if missing the field goal, to me, it's the same as Kyle Shanahan kicking a field goal in overtime. Okay, bud. Uh, just, all right. Yeah, sure. That's, that's a good decision. Uh, I, good luck with that. Good luck. Um, <laughs> right. So in a way, I do think that Tyler Bass probably saved us from like actual heartbreak and the, the, mm-hmm. the failure thing. I, I do feel this way about last season, though, Bulldog, is going into last season, I didn't feel particularly good about the team. It felt like there were bad vibes after the Cincinnati loss. It mm-hmm. felt like – and then week one happened, and I said, yeah, this is this is going to be a long year. And it kind of was a long year. I mean, it was stressful. For sure it was. It was stressful. Yeah. Yeah. And then they figured it out. They won the games they were supposed to win at the end of the year, and then whatever, they won the division. Just all in all, it just – it felt like the year – didn't take as much out of me as the as the 2022 season did. Um, but talking about it now, I, I don't 
know where to go with them. Yeah. Well, I think I, I, I just don't know where to if go. I, if I can try to help uh, a little, uh, I know for me, um, the couple of weeks spent between the game and now, uh, it's longer than that, but whatever. Um, the finality of it and the free agent list and the salary cap played a part in it to, for me because it's like it, it feels more like it's more over for some guys that we've really loved having here. Hyde and Poyer maybe chiefly. I mean, yeah. Hyde's contract's up. Poyer, you know, we'll see. They maybe have a decision to make there, or he does. Um, I, either way, it's not to me certain. It, I, it's almost definite to me that they're not going to be together anyway. So at least there's one significant change. Maybe there's more coming. And so it feel, it feels harder to kind of just, well, how did I phrase it when we started this conversation? Keep going. Right, just keep going because you're not that far off. Um, maybe it's harder to see that after a year like this. I think the fact that they had them at home plays a big part in like what I'm hearing you talk. Um, this the season ended on their home field two years in a row mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Uh, the Bengals- and you finally got to host Kansas City too. Right, exactly. I just I guess I want to feel like I'm consistent when I say before that game when Jeremy and I are pregame, we both kind of said like if. If they don't do it now, I'm not sure how you could convince yourself that it'll happen in the future. Because the offense was down. Um, yeah, of course their defense was playing as good of as they've ever been in the Patrick Mahomes, you know, quote unquote era. It just felt like if you weren't gonna beat them with that offense this year, that coming back in the offseason, coming back next season and saying, Oh well, you know, we'll get another crack. It just it sort of felt again, no Joe Burrow. Right. Oh, it was a great. They had a great. It was a great look. There's no question. About it just that. keeps getting harder to yeah. me, and and that's and listen. I think there are two school of thoughts, and I've had this conversation with people on Twitter about this, which is, I'm just happy, man. You know, they're a consistent winner. They're in the conversation every year. They're winning divisions. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm upset that they lost, but you know, they're good, and they've got a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. Eternal optimist. And hey, you know, I good on you. I wish that I could find my way to constantly getting back to, well, they're really good and they've got a great quarterback. This is fun enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I just – the conversation will always be that, I guess, the degree of which how good you believe Josh Allen is. Because if you believe Josh Allen is the second-best quarterback of this generation, for him to have played in one AFC championship game, um, you, you seem like you're failing him a little bit. Mm-hmm, but there's mm-hmm. – a, a difficulty, I think, for all of us to get to who who is failing him. Is it Sean McDermott, and should we have this conversation now every offseason where he's just going to keep falling short and, and getting becoming respectable is good enough for mm-hmm, everyone, mm-hmm. which, hey – it's your own thing, you know. If you want, if you if you think that respectability is where you can be happy, I I I just I wish that I was there. It's not me. Yeah, I feels like you have a guy. Respectability is is a is a choice yeah. to describe that. It's also contention. Like they are in contention. Yes, and that's how you get respectability. So to me, like I don't know, the Steelers right now are respectable. They're not a contender, but they're respectable. Yeah, the Bills are above that. I yes. think. Uh, right, I mean, a- Allen elevates them above that. So I don't know. I'm I'm picking at you for respectable because it sounds like you're 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 dr- dragging them unnecessarily. Maybe there, maybe it's just the way that I feel like people have put it. Like people could just say, 
I'm good with them getting back to respectability, like where, where they were right, right. and Sean being the face of mm-hmm, we are bringing mm-hmm. this team from 17 years of no playoffs yep. and constant, you know, you know, turnover. This is and, better than the drought. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. And, Which, and I mean, unequivocally, it is, of course. Of course it is. But that's not enough. But eventually you do get to I think everyone will get to a point where. You just, I, I guess you don't want to, there, there's that saying, right, where you don't know you're in the good good old days until the until you're, you know, looking back and you realize that you're in the good old days. I don't want to look back and say, man, we were in the good old days with, with Josh Allen hurtling people and running over linebackers yep. and throwing the football over the place to, um, you know, he's on his Elway legs and, you know, maybe he's got one more jump and helicopter into the end zone at 40. Um, I just don't, you know, it's, there is such, there is such a, a line you walk with do you should you demand more and am I okay? And I just I, I find it you know, like I'm playing hopscotch a bit. Like uh, right. yeah, no, yeah, and no, is, and is, it's hard. Is this a point largely about McDermott? Yeah. For you? Yeah. And so that's frustrating. Because yeah. right, I mean On the heels of that Eagles game, I mean, I was as ready as anybody on the radio can ever be to, yeah. like, move on a guy. Yeah. And then they didn't lose again until That's the right. Chiefs game. That's I'm right. Like, okay, I guess I'll shut up now. Um, yeah, that's right. And I, I personally don't think he's he's harboring some fatal flaw that is going to keep them from ever beating the Chiefs in a big spot. Uh, but it's frustrating. It does get harder to just sort of put your head down and keep going. Like I, I can definitely appreciate that. Um, to me, the the difficulty about all of this is where the conversation continues to go from everyone else, which is it's Josh Allen. He can't win the big one, and I just it's such a. I think I saw Eric Eager like tweet like quote tweet this. Someone's take was like, "Oh my God, Josh Allen, please win a Super Bowl." So these particular people shut up because they're not mm-hmm. good takes. They're not takes. You just look at like somebody posted a graph of. Quarterbacks in the clutch, and <laughs> it was like see his name. He's he so far off on his so, own. So, and that was like to me, that was like okay. Well, this is a this is an MVP stat that I feel like we're not looking at. Um, he has been so good in these games. Twenty seven postseason touchdowns. He's got more postseason touchdowns than Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, and Tua combined. And they have they haven't beaten anyone of they've beaten Mason Rudolph and the Phillip list Rivers right the list of Lamar. names are un you know they're they're not super they're not great and what it feels like happens every year is that even when you feel really good about the Sean McDermott defense going into this game into that Chiefs game though you're like AJ Klein he's <sighs> like in in Boca with his family uh, and he's like oh I guess I gotta go play football and then was covering Travis Kelsey in an AFC divisional game. Um, that was tough. It was tough. <laughs> like that, and that's so. It's like I want to say I want to labeling Sean and say like, well, why couldn't you do more in that game? Um, they at times in the second half looked like they had no answers whatsoever. And I know AJ Klein is a big part of that, but mm-hmm. like to feel like they were averaging nine yards a play, which I think they were at one point. They were averaging double digit yards per play mm-hmm. going into the third quarter. It's kind of always the defense that in those big situations lets them down. Right. 
It's 13 seconds. And so now you're not willing to listen to, well, it was A.J. Klein having to play for Bernard, and Douglas was compromised. I mean, sure, like, those they are. Were, they, were re- they, they were really, they were in tough. They were in tough. And, like, you know, maybe if Balin Specter can play in that game, you feel. I, right. Right. I mean, that's, yeah. it's so, but it's so difficult because the year before, injuries happen. You know, they just, they, they do happen. You have to find ways to be competitive. And then, like, the fake punt, which gets glossed over because they got the luckiest bounce of all time and McCall Hardman. Yeah. And, frankly, surprised that they even upheld that play. Like, as the ref, I thought, like, yeah, it's a fumble, but it's close enough where these refs might mm-hmm. screw them. Um, that play, if they go down and score, it's a blowout. Right, the effectively. Game, I think the game's effectively over. It, it's, it's a 10-point game at that point, yeah. If they get a touchdown there. That was yeah. a really bad call. Yeah. Just put just if you were gonna go on for it, just have Josh Allen on the field. Yeah. And I, I I agree with you. And it and it did he got saved by that. Yes, he did. I think we'd probably be talking about, about that the every punt. day yep. until next season. Yep. If it would have been the kickoff. <laughs> it would have been the kickoff all over again. And it's so funny, like we, we we're we're relatively smart dudes, right? Uh we all know what happened and what that could have meant and what a bad decision that was yeah but it does just sort of get put over there so it, that's it does that can be that can be but that's football it is I of mean, course you know that crap happens it just was but, uh to me uh, just like i uh, the yeah. the thing that kind of keeps falling short is that defense in the biggest games even when you feel like that they'd played really well in the second half they'd found ways to win with just injuries all over the place but yeah, just feeling like you needed, and even so, they get that that right. They they get the fumble and they get the ball back to their offense, and they're they didn't score. That happens, but yeah, I don't know. It's I I think too, isn't it part of what makes the conversation so hard about this team in turning the page and thinking about twenty twenty four? Is obviously the salary cap stuff and how Brandon Bean's going to maneuver and. Um, I, but to me, I, I think that the tough part to me continues to be they keep falling short. And it's not that they keep falling short. This is not, to me, the Eagles with Andy Reid, where you're getting to the NFC you know, NFC championship game four years in a row and falling short, that they can't get to the AFC. They can't get back there. Like, they're two wins away. They're mm-hmm. not. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Right. That close. They're close. But they're not that close. They're close to the team that they lose to. Yeah. But like to to get, you know, another round further. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Would it be better if they lost in the AFC Championship game four straight years? Instead of three straight divisionals and that AFC? Sure. Maybe. Right? Would, I don't think it would feel any different. No. I think they keep getting a tough hand, though. They keep getting the Chiefs in the division round, or the Chiefs or the Bengals. But that is just because the AFC is damn good. And, there's go- right. and we haven't even seen Trevor Lawrence break through yet. Like, there is other guys coming. Maybe we won't. C.J. Stroud, Stroud is there. I, I, yeah, sure. He is here. Mm-hmm. And... You know, are the Patriots going to get Drake May? Are the, you know, Steelers going to get <laughs> No, didn't you see? No, they're going to Mason they're, Rudolph. They're, they're, yeah. they're internally fighting about whether to have Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett. Imagine, that. Well, imagine what that fight sounds like. I can't because I think it's 100% it's, fake. Yeah. I don't think it's really happening. I don't think a it's a real, I think it's a like, real I argument. Need, I need like the Greg Balk, you know, <laughs> yeah, like right, old, right. a fight is broken out at the Steelers facility. Tomlin's you know? got a foreign object. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, that's right. And th- this year, I mean, look, to to wind it all the way, I, I didn't really intend for us to go here and do 20 minutes on this, which is what we ended up doing. But, um, you know, it just struck me as I started talking this hour that, you know, we haven't been together in a while and you also haven't been on the air since then. So like, you know, sort of a health check on you, uh, where you're well, at. Did, did you, were you able to listen to the post game show? Is that why you knew I needed a, po- uh, like a I health just, check I now? saw, no, I, 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 I got, I got done and, and just, that was that. And just be yeah, a poured liquor down my throat. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but no, I saw Twitter, you know, I saw Twitter chatter about it. So like, I knew that that had happened. Um, but like, you know, you, you, you get, you, you go through all that and, it, you just always get spit out in the same place, which is, okay, I got to start over again, you know, to an extent, like new team, new season. And I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get excited about, I think they're going to draft a receiver. I think maybe they'll draft two and, you know, talk about the organization who's failing Allen. I think the fact that they resorted to becoming the run heaviest team in the league down the stretch last Spoke year and into the playoffs is failing Josh Allen. I don't care that they won all these games. I, agree. I, I, you know, and the way they sounded when the season ended felt to me like they recognized that. So it's time to do something about it. Like I don't want to be the run heaviest team in the league Not with, with Josh that cat as my yeah. quarterback. Right. I let 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 the Steelers do that mm-hmm. if they need to do that because they don't have that kid playing quarterback. That's where I'm at. And I'm I I just feel like the signs are pointing kind of like two years ago with corner where we all knew well what about this what about dude just corner <laughs> corner I know what the defensive line looks like but I still feel like there'll be an opportunity maybe to bring a couple guys back on the defensive line and receiver I mean they really need it's time to, it's time to do it and I'm excited by that because I think that could be really good for them so like that too. sort of got me. Sort of back, but yeah. I was about where you, what, how you just sounded was about how I was feeling for two or three weeks after the game. I was like, I don't know if I can I keep. And I you also doing like, this. I also went into last year thinking like they could be better. Their roster might be better than it was the year before. Like, I like Leonard Floyd a lot, mm-hmm. but I think part of the thing for me is you mentioned the Hyde Poyer aspect that looms in the back of my head. It's way more about the it's Von Miller. 
Von Miller. Looking and thinking about where we were when the Bills signed Von Miller to where we are right now, two years later, it feels like it could be the move that ends up being the reason they don't win one. Uh-huh. And that is a feels like a pretty tough pill to swallow. That, that is tough. Yeah, you're 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 not in a very healthy place when this is not to say you're rooting for people to be uh, assaulted right. or be, but when you're you're at a at a place where please get suspended right yeah please league do something save us yeah that's it's bleak it's a bad that spot is, to be that's a bad spot eight oh three oh five fifty is the number if you want to uh, chime in here anything we've been talking about is fair game of course Paul Hamilton's going to join us to give us the rundown on what he saw. From the Sabres' 4-3 loss to the Ducks this afternoon down at KeyBank Center. That's coming up at 6. But between now and then, certainly time for you again. 803-0550, the way forward for the Bills. Are you, I don't know, you depressed like Nate kind of sounds? Or are you coming out of it? Uh, we can talk about that and anything else pertaining to the football team, of course. Again, Nate Geary in for Mike. I'm the Bulldog, and you're listening to WGR. I think he's their second most important player, honestly, after the quarterback. And I just don't know how you can watch what they did in the Super Bowl and not understand the significance and the impact he has. I don't think it's understating it to say he is their pass rush. And the fact that he can deliver what he does from the interior and then also they can bump him outside when they need to when they see a mismatch, I think he just opens up so many other things for the rest of their defense. Like we talk about Legereus Sneed being a free agent. They've been drafting cornerbacks. No offense to Legereus Sneed. He's great. I just think Chris Jones is the more yeah. irreplaceable player on that defense. That's a take. You made a you made a sound over mm-hmm. here. I think they're um, equally as important, but Zach, it, it feels to me like it was yesterday when you told me who that was gonna be. And I know it was only like six minutes ago, but maybe even less Dan Graziano. Dan Graziano on ESPN. Okay. Uh talking about the Chiefs. Yeah, well, Jones, interesting, right? You 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 heard him. Probably didn't talk a lot about this because of what happened when the parade concluded uh, and the tragic shooting. But Jones in front of, I don't know, a million people I'm said, back. I'll be back, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, that's not binding, of course. But um, I, I saw a little piece today from from Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk about how if, if they go franchise tag with him again this year, that the the chances of getting something done – with him, like a third time means you're into the quarterback franchise tag, so like that's that's the end of that. Um, and so I don't know, like they're they're gonna have to pay a lot, I think, to keep him from just doing another one and done. So they're gonna have to figure something out there. But your your problem there is that he maybe isn't the most important guy on the defense. He certainly impacted every game they played in the playoffs. There's no question about that. Is super I mean, he, important. He, yeah. if he, he, you know, he makes that play. Maybe the Bills are ahead, and who knows what happens with a minute forty, whatever left uh, in that game. But same thing happened in the Super Bowl. Same thing under the Baltimore game. He just he came through when they needed him to come through. But there are other guys. On, the, the, the corners on that team are rock stars. Are insanely good. Sneed's going to be paid as the top corner. And he should be. He's up, right? He is a free agent. Right. So they're going to have to. They're going to have to pay both. They have a lot of money, though. Yeah. 
Well, right, because these last two years they they didn't they didn't, they didn't and they didn't redo Mahomes like, like kick, and the, kick the can down the road. So they sort of took their medicine. They were supposed to be down, and they won the Super Bowl twice. Twice, yeah. And you're gonna get me back in a bad mood. Sorry, um, <laughs> but I mean that's those, they are, also those are facts. Didn't they're not paying a receiver twenty five million dollars? Right. And can we also say that I think there should be some kind of investigation opened up about tampering or something because Travis Kelsey is like the sixth highest paid tight end in the league. They, they don't pay him that much money. Consider I think Dawson Knox makes more than him. So. If, if it were functional for us to just turn the mics off and walk out of here after you said yeah, that, like yeah. that would be a good way to end today's show, yeah. I think. It was a good yeah. way, I, I just, what yeah. happened? Well, Nate told Bulldog that he thinks Dawson <laughs> Knox makes more money than Travis Kelsey, and Bulldog apparently went to live in a cave. He just left. He just walked. He just didn't even take his car. He just walked. He just walked. Yeah. I think he walked to Canada. Uh, was that? Was, I don't know. He was muttering as he went. <laughs> he was yes he was he was talking to himself. Right, I can't that can't be right. I'm looking right now. That can't be right. It's not he he does not get paid that much money. Yeah, for how good he is, like he doesn't really. He 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 gets he's got a great he's got a great situation happening. Uh, cap hit uh, this upcoming season fourteen point three million for Dawson That's Knox. Not, uh, okay, um, and Travis Kelsey's is uh fourteen fifteen point four three four six yeah. <laughs> It's pretty damn close. <laughs> next year, uh, Dawson Knox is actually making more than him next year. Credit where credit's due. That contract, uh, my regular partner here was not a fan of that. No, from the word Mike go. was not. Uh, and that's looking um, that's looking more and more right as we go. They got a nice out of that next year, though, if they really want it. Yeah. But that's if they don't redo it this year to open up some room. Because th- like they got to do that. That's one idea that you, you know. They got to do, I think, as much of that as you can tolerate. And Knox might be close. Like, guys, I'm completely shut down to doing it with Von Miller and Stefan Diggs. Yep. Don't do it. Don't touch it. It's still going to suck next year, but it won't suck as bad. So, like, I know we were just talking about yearlies, though. Um, Travis Kelsey signed a four year, $57 million contract a couple of years ago. Uh, Dawson Knox signed a four year, uh, $52 million contract. So they're six, roughly five and a half million apart, which, you know, you are getting very similar productions. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure I know what to do next. So I'm going to just take this phone call this year. 803-0550 is the number. Matt, just talk to Nate because I need a moment to collect myself. <laughs> well, I think maybe Kelsey doesn't need all that money because his billionaire girlfriend he's probably going to marry and uh, thinks he'll be pretty well off. So. He'll be doing well. Um, he's he's, he's, he's yeah, getting the Brady um, treatment where he marries a billionaire <laughs> supermodel. It's a tough life. Exactly, yeah. Um, I I just wanted to bring up, uh, you know, the point with the uh, with that uh, fake punt they did against the Chiefs. Um, I was kind of in the same boat as you guys were at first with the, uh, well, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? They're at their own 25. Um, and then kind of after the game, they were talking about how, um, you know, the Chiefs only had 10 players on the field. The Bills had an 8-6 blocking uh, advantage. They were plus 2 in blocking. And then I'm kind of shifting more towards, like, I don't hate, there's a, there's a difference between it being a bad call and it being poorly executed. Um, and I think I'm more on the side of that it was just poorly executed because if you have those type of advantages, there's no way you should not 
at least get five yards, if not 20. Um, because, I mean, you have two extra guys blocking, and they only have ten players on the field. So, uh, apparently, like, one of the guys got blown up on the inside of the line, and it pretty much killed the play. But, you know, I can't really blame blame the call uh, when you have that type of advantage. you got to trust your players are going to be able to execute at some point. Okay, uh, I appreciate the perspective. Um, I still would rather have my quarterback uh, that I'm I'm investing in and that is a rock star try to get it himself. I also am not uh, totally against punting the ball there. I also maybe uh, want to point just, out. I just say, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they I were, know, I know we're down on punting in general, but I, I might have just punted. I don't know. Their punter was also injured. That, that's right. Something to keep in mind. But um, that play. It was talking about the element of surprise at post game. They asked Sean McDermott, you know, like, yeah, yeah. well, while well, we were trying to surprise him, I don't know. I think the surprise was kind of killed when you watched Demar Hamlin go in motion. Yeah, he moved from one side of the formation I to the other. Yeah. Felt right. like, yeah. Mike Mike has said his his wife said something, or maybe he whatever. It was it was yeah. Sure. You, you get, oh, something's up. Uh, yeah, get that moment. Maybe you know you love to call timeouts to get stuff right. Maybe there's a, there's a, there's a timeout. Maybe like ah no, yeah, don't do this. Yeah. No, as soon as Hamlin has to shift, like we should call this off. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm I'm still I'm still there. Yeah, Wesley is next up. Hi, Wesley. Thanks for calling. You're on the air here on WGR. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Great show. Um, on the topic <laughs> of tight ends, want to know if you guys know, did Travis Kelsey have more catches in the playoffs this year than Dawson Knox had all season? Um, I've got Knox's year here. He, he had 22 receptions in the playoffs? No, uh, that was Dawson Knox this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey had 32 catches in the playoffs. There, there you go. Did you catch all that, Wesley? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ten more. What did we say Knox had in the in the season, guys? I 20, didn't 20, 22. 22. 22. 22. So he had ten more than Okay. He missed about, what was it, six games? Yeah, right around that, five or six games. He played games, 13 yeah. games. 13 he, games. He missed yeah. four games. Four games. Okay. Yep, there you go. Four games. Okay. This has been a nauseating segment. Sorry, this is my fault. Uh, I, I brought I this just, up. I just, yeah. I just want to say, I feel like I'm, 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 uh, vomit, vomit. Is, is 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 an option for me right now. I I said it I did such a good job with him between five and five thirty. Like what the hell happened? I, I'm again. I'm gonna take a little bit of blame. I was kinda, oh you, you I was owning the blame. Kind of joking about the contract thing. Like he yeah. probably makes more. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. actually. Yeah. So, and well, this whole conversation started because off air we were talking about. I did this exercise where I was like, "Hey, let's count how many future yeah. Hall of Famers and All Pros that the Chiefs have compared to the Bills." And like, it was a lot for Kansas City. They yeah. have like five Hall of Famers on their team. Bills have probably one, borderline two with Diggs. So you know they're really good. They've got really good players that play really good, um, and the Bills have guys that they have paid over the last couple of seasons that. Haven't been, most notably Von Miller. I mean that again. Yeah. That we we ended last segment by saying that was going to be maybe the thing that you yeah. look back and say. Sometimes contracts ruin a window, um, and that felt yeah. like. Yeah. And now and that, that'll let us to Dawson Knox contract, and now we're saying, well, there might be two contracts. Yeah, the Chiefs coach is a Hall of Famer too. <laughs> yes, yeah. they have. Thank you. That uh, was part of my argument. Is that it's not only they have Hall of they have a Hall of Fame coordinator. Steve Spagnuolo's going to be a Hall of Fame coordinator. That happens? I think. 
Guy's got four Super Bowls, I think. Three Super Bowls. He's got four. I think he won as a defensive coordinator somewhere else, too. He was the Giants. He was the Giants. Somehow he's only been head coach one time, uh, and even though they've given you know other guys a lot of retread opportunities. Um, yeah. He probably is well, – he's going to go down as the best defensive coordinator in the, in the era. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Four Super Bowls as a coordinator. You say the phone numbers and just sure. say the call letters sure. and just take us to a break. I'm too I'm too distraught. He's right down. To, as the kids would say, he's down bad. I'm I'm injured. Yeah, he's down bad. No, I'm kidding. All right. Paul coming up at six. Nate Geary's in for Mike. 803-0550 if you want to come and have some fun with us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this right. is this is the power people say. You must be fun at parties. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. More coming up. As I said, Paul at the top of the hour on the Sabres, because that'll That'll fix it. Why did I choose? Why did I just stay in school? Listen to that professor that told me, like, you know, you really seem to have a, a touch for this sociology thing. You should maybe consider a <laughs> career in that. And guy, nah, it seems too hard. Seems, I'll, there's, I'll do radio. There's books I'll do and radio. stuff. I don't want to keep. No, I'm going to be on the radio. All right, uh, time out. More coming up after this on WGR. Glad to have you with us on this uh, President's Day Monday. Hope you've had a decent day. 803-0550 is the number. Nate Geary in for Mike Shope for most of this week. Sal will be in on Wednesday uh, for Mike. He's off all week long. I am the Bulldog. Glad to have you with us. Did you catch any of the highlights of uh, the Yarmir Yager festivities in Pittsburgh yesterday? Just that he was skating around. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't catch a lot of it. Yeah, they they had him. He did. He I think he took the the morning skate yep. in the morning, and then was a part of the pregame warm up. Uh, not everyone, but a lot of guys, including Crosby, wore wigs for the the warm up. They all wore sixty eight uh, Yager's number, of course, and a lot of guys had like the big mullet wigs on. And I, I got to tell you, man, Yager, it's so funny, like. It's a maybe a classic example of like hang around long enough and maybe everyone actually starts to like you instead of hating you. Like I held a lot against Yager that of course you know, he had nothing to do with. But when he was, you know, in his prime and making ten million dollars with the Capitals or then eventually the Rangers, like after his Penguins career ended, and this is like pre lockout. Right, pre-season long lockout, pre-salary cap, pre like the NHL as we know it now. 
I hated him. I felt like I'm never going to have a player like that. I'm never going to have a $10 million hockey player on my team. Um, you know, these teams are spending, you know, three, four, five times as much money as my team is spending. And I sort of held that against Yager. And I feel kind of silly for that now because he was a brilliant player. Um, never really that much of a thorn in our side, I, I guess. I don't, I don't feel like I have like a smoking gun. Well, he did. He was a part of that old one. No, no, he was gone by then. Um, uh, you talking about the Eastern Semi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Yager played there. He did? Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I remember in that game, I or that season, I remember hating, you know, Kasparitis way more sure, than yeah. Yager. Okay, but yeah. All right. Yeah, so he was. So that I guess you could – anyway – I'm I'm I watch him now and really this started happening at, when he was prolonging his NHL career playing a year or two years or 20 games with all these different franchises he was a part of but I think one of the most intriguing interesting figures in in hockey history is Yarmir Yager and to still be playing he's you know he's playing in Europe yep um I enjoyed all that and and like that's a guy that my career here on the radio uh, I I thought he represented everything that was wrong with hockey hmm. for a long time. And I couldn't have been more wrong. Like he just, it, so, you know, good, good for them doing it right. Uh, Crosby in the mullet wig was really quite something. Uh, there was a pretty good lighthearted moment during the speech. His mom, by the way, he looks exactly like his mom. That was super cool. And he's got a young, there's a young woman there that I think he referred to as his girlfriend. Yes. There was a good line too. Who, I saw. He, right. He's that, that's it. He said, she, she's not old. She's not old enough to, she's too young to remember me playing for Pittsburgh. Which I had is, to tell her all the stories. Which is in itself. What a brag. Right. I was right? like, what a brag. That's awesome, man. That's <laughs> right. awesome. Right. That's awesome. Let me tell you, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm this old. Uh-huh. She doesn't even remember me playing here. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, buddy. I win. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? so yeah. That was, that was pretty solid, too. All right. Um, I, I don't know if I want to bring up Yager with Paul. Uh, Paul might still be harboring resentment for Yager. I, I don't know. Um, I don't think he was ever one of Paul's favorites, but I, I found it all very heartwarming what went on this weekend uh, in Pittsburgh. They and they and they blew the game. They, I mean, they're having. I mean, they're having a slightly better year than the Sabers. I.e., they've got three more points than the Sabers. A team with Crosby, Melkin, Latang, and who traded for Eric Carlson. And went out and and like was going for new GM the whole thing, floundering blew that game yesterday it was a joy to watch. I, I have no trouble rooting against the Penguins. I like Yager now. He's not a Penguin really. I mean, last night was celebration for him. So cool. Anyway, and there were two two outdoor games this weekend. Yeah. By the way, there was. Kind of got in me. the worst. They played in a stadium that I'd prefer not to watch football games in, much less a hockey game in MetLife. That's the worst stadium in sports. Hmm. Looks bad. It is bad. It was bad. I yeah. I found myself. First of all, it was Islanders and Rangers. Yeah. Tough. <sighs> tough. Yeah. It's a tough pill to swallow as it is. Yeah. And then with it just felt like again I was there was not a good view of that game. Hmm. It was not good. I didn't. I didn't. The Sabres played at home this afternoon against the Ducks. They lost. We'll go over that and more with our Paul Hamilton as we continue. He's Nate Geary. I'm the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 